millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. at the start of a campaign for the first time in a quarter of a century. The expectant Valley crowd has reached boiling point already. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello, welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes and we shall be looking back at yesterday's home defeat against Wigan Athletic at the Valley. Another desperately disappointing result as our desperately disappointing start to the season continues. Uh, We'll be hearing the highlights and from Nigel Atkins as well uh, and from you guys. So joining me to do that first up, uh, a man who's, who's just spent an hour trying to get his Wi-Fi to work. Nathan Muller, how you doing, Nath? Yeah, not bad, mate. It was a, that was a bit emotional, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. What, the performance or your Wi-Fi finally working? <laughs> I probably said, said my wife then. I was like, ah, I got one of them. But, uh, no, yeah, she's doing all right. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know what the ex-wife is doing, but that's no problem. But, yeah, the Wi-Fi is working, mate, and I'm good. The performance was absolutely rubbish. But, you know, it's what we're here to talk about, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You summed it up quite nicely there. And another man who I'm sure could sum it up just as succinctly if he wanted to uh, is Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not yeah. too bad, you're right. 
Yeah, not too bad. Uh, oh, you were a brave man yesterday, going into the uh, into the fans bar afterwards with your microphone to pick up some some fan reaction. Yeah, there wasn't a massive queue. Funny enough, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to wanted to revisit that, but we we got a few good bits, so yeah. I'm sure we'll hear them later on. Yeah, we'll hear those later on in the show. So as I said, we're going to hear the highlights shortly uh, of that defeat against Wigan. We've got the reaction from the uh, uh, the manager uh, Nigel Adkins and of course uh, from some of the fans of fans uh, bar feature uh, as well plenty of tweets and emails and and uh, and discussion about a performance now Nathan obviously I know you were in the the Valley Gold box yesterday uh, it was your name that was pulled out of the hat so hopefully you can remember but I mean yeah it was a tough one wasn't it um, I think first half uh Three big saves from from Craig McGivory. I mean, Wigan are a good side. I, I, I'll certainly say that in uh, the front. But uh, the idea was that we were supposed to be a good side as well. And, and obviously, we haven't reached those levels yet. Uh, second half, we did have a good spell at the start of it. Probably had our best chance, half chance, when uh, the ball was crossed to Charlie Kirk and he just couldn't quite get the right connection on it. Uh, and, and then two sucker punches at the end, which I, I think on the balance of play, Wigan will certainly feel like that that was a, a, a well-deserved victory for them. Oh, a oh, hundred million percent. I, I think I was saying to Tom on the train home. Um, I think even if we got a draw out of that, I thought we'd have been very, very lucky. Um, I don't think we'd done anything to get anything out of the game. I know we had little stages. Um, I just didn't think we created enough. Like we have, we haven't all season. We don't get enough players in the box. Whereas you look at, look at their first goal. Their left back. You ain't, our right back and our left back don't do that. You know. So disappointed. It was just a bit. I don't know, even if we, there was times there, I think there was a time in the game where Dobbo done a good, which he had an off game today, I must admit, I'm a fan of these, but he had an off game yesterday, I thought. Uh, not as bad as some, but there was a time when he broke through the lines and he looked up and he's just got Stockley there. And like everyone was so deep and it's just like, well, when are we going to score? Like, I could never see a scoring. But um, yeah, I think overall, I think we can look good. They were good, so they've got some good players. You know, let's have it right. They've got some good players, got good squads. Bringing off James McLean off the the bench means you've got some good depth there, you know. So, um, yeah, I didn't think they were fantastic, um, Wigan. But, yeah, they they took their chances and they, they kept the ball well at times. We sort of stood toe-to-toe for them, like you say, for the first half. You know, if without, without Craig pulling out those saves, we would have gone, we could have easily gone in two, three days, hadn't it? two or three down Annie at the bar didn't they so I just think it was a disappointing day all round really I just and then again you just look at the bench and you think Corey come on you know he's done okay but um, I just, just I, I still think Albie isn't a number 10 he's better I think he should be playing deeper I really do he when he's got the ball and he can dictate the game he's, he's so much better but with his back to goal as a 10 it just doesn't come in the right position. So um, that's food for thought for um, Nigel, which I'm sure he knows. We're just not creating enough chances, mate. Yeah, and it's, it's concerning now, obviously, Lewis, as I mentioned at the top there, four games without a win now in the league at the start of the campaign. Five, if obviously you include that cup game. Um, not creating chances, not scoring enough goals, uh, conceding quite a few goals, unfortunately. Now it's you know two in each of the last three games. Um, it's really, really concerning what's going on, considering you know the high hopes we've gone into this season with. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, obviously that heightened expectation and optimism coming into this campaign um, with you know a summer with a with a, an owner in place that is is invested in the club himself. Um, I, I had high hopes for it. I was looking forward to this season. Um, and so far we've, we've not 
really hit the ground running. I know it's it's incredibly early on, obviously four games in, so I'm not getting too carried away. But I mean, at the moment, it's it really is a, a real worry. Um, the the strength in depth is obviously a massive problem that needs to be visited before the end of the window um, urgently. I agree with what Nave said about Albi playing in the ten. He it just doesn't suit it. He he suits it so much better when he's deeper and able to to you know make those passes and and stuff and bring other people in and set up decent balls through on goal for for the likes of Stockley etc. And but we don't have anyone else to to fill that role at the moment. We seem to be stuck in that system, regardless of maybe not being able to play it to its full capability and. It's a real concern, you know. I thought that yesterday there were spells that were much better than than I'd seen at, at MK uh, on Tuesday uh, and at Oxford as well. I thought we had a little spell where we kept the ball on the floor that little bit more, <clears throat> which was when we played at our best. And that spell in the second half, we we probably could have, if we were better at creating chances, that was our time to try and nick something from the game. And you're heading into the last couple of minutes at nil nil, and and as you say, I think we're probably quite grateful to be going in nil nil really if if we'd have got that result out of it a draw with given the chances that Wigan had themselves and obviously the performance of Craig McGilvery is probably the only positive you can take out of yesterday because I think taking the two goals at the end out of it we could have been sort of two or three behind at half time so yeah and all in all it's disappointing again um there's obviously a lot of work to be done behind the scenes it's just trying to sort of remember, you know, we are only four games in at the moment. There's a long way to go. But at the moment, I, I can sort of vouch with, with fans' frustration. We're maybe not seeing that. The the expectations aren't being met so far. Um, and the fact that it feels so negative so early on at the moment is a big concern. And it's going to take a lot of work behind the scenes to, to get this back on track. Right, well, let's have a listen then to the highlights of the game over on Charlton TV yesterday. Steve Brown was alongside Terry Smith. Trying to stop Lang getting beyond. He does so, and it's a header comes in and off the crossbar. And Charlton escape from what is almost a chance out of nothing. Lang got the cross in, and Charlton clear it away. Taken quickly out to the Charlton right-hand side. Ball into the box now. It's flicked on. It's a super save from McGillery. Any touch would have taken it past him, but it's sometimes worse that it doesn't take a touch. And uh, you've seen no skip past the goalkeeper when he's unawares, but a strong left hand palm that out, and Charlton survive. Yeah, that's an excellent switch across looking for Dariqua. He's got him corner of the penalty area, and there's a run in there from Jones, and he's not been tracked. And Jones should have done miles better with that. He had Keane and Wyke in the middle, and I think he went for the shot, and it's up in the back of the cupboard end. I think he did go for the shot and he should have driven it across the, the, the face of the goal. Another headed clearance back to Dobson. He finds Watson on the left and uh, I think he went for the glory one. You can't blame him necessarily if that had come off it. It looked spectacular. But in the end it went into the Jimmy Seed. Around the edge of the penalty area as the ball comes in from Jones. And it's headed in. That's another great save from McGilvery. This time the hair came in from... It was Naylor, I think, who got his head there and uh, sent it into the left-hand corner. Another strong left hand from McGilvery to keep it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a good delivery. It was attacked well. A minute of added on time. Probably be just enough time for this throw in. No, there isn't. And referee Craig Hicks brings a halt to the first Inside. half. The ball into Kirk. Thought about a shot first. Takes it on his left. Now takes it across the goal. And that was inches away. And it must have got a touch because it's a Charlton goal. have it back. It's good battling from Innes. Charlton with a little triangle of passes. Kirk releases Dobson. Dobson's got Jayasimi on the right-hand side. Edge of the penalty area. Looking to take on Dariqua. Does so. Shot into the... Looking for the top right-hand corner. Goes just past and into the covered end. 
But a good move from Jolton. Yeah, and it's goes into the penalty area and Stockley's having his shirt pulled up. his back here, Stockley. Ball into the box, Kirk! Oh, and that's touched off Watmore, surely for yeah, a corner. Sends the ball into the box, looking for White. Fanwell's there, but uh, White gets a touch. Another strong right hand from McGilvery. Stops the ball running to McLean. To the path of power on that Wigan right-hand side. Taking on Albie Morgan, corner of the penalty area now. Now he gets the ball in the box, and it's a clear header for Dariqua joining the attack on this left-hand side and given Wigan the lead with only a minute and a half of normal time remaining yep and it's a super cross again we've said that many many times in this game I'd like to see the replay to know where we made the mistake in terms of who's picking up who but Dariqua takes a gamble around the back and once he gets there and the ball reaches him, it's just the simplest of task to hit, just to hit the target. You know, he's three or four well, yards out. He'll retrieve it for trying to try to find Stockley. He's just got blocked away. And uh, Wigan will bring it away. It's a ball forward, looking for McLean for the run through the middle. And this could finish it off here. McLean goes past McGilvray. That's 2-0. That's game over. Yeah, and I think there in lies in itself the difference between the two squads. What they brought onto the pitch and what we brought onto the pitch are, are light years apart, tell me if I'm honest. They're bringing on a guy that has played most of his career in the championship. And he's looked lively since he's come on the pitch. Uh, he just played off the shoulders of our, of our last man. He's got the pace to get him behind. And once he got him behind, you know, McGilvery's caught. You know, he's trying to come out to, to, to make him take an early shot. And he just pushes it past him and strokes into an empty Gilvery just to find Morgan again, who looks to spread this wide, but that's the final whistle. And the noise you can hear is the noise of plenty disgruntled addicts here at the Valley as Charlton fall to a 2-0 defeat. Well, you can hear the reaction there, Nathan, at full time. It was uh, toxic inside inside the Valley when the final whistle blew. You know, there was uh, there was booing, there was chance of you're not fit to wear the shirt, and, you know, uh, the, the team jeered off, off the pitch. Um, I mean, I, I'd... I'm not surprised, really. I think I put I put in my in my takeaways piece that, that we published on the South London Press website yesterday that I feel like this has sort of been coming now for for a couple of games. I think there was there was a bit of it after the, the Milton Keynes game, but I I couldn't not as much obviously. It is an away crowd, it's a smaller smaller group, but um, I think all the excitement that we went into this season with and the expectation levels and. You know the comments that were made by by you know Thomas and 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 Nigel sort of on the back of that, you know saying saying that you know all of it making out that we were going to go for a a, a real go at it this year. Um, when when you then compare it to to where we are now, obviously squad wise, people still waiting for stuff stuff to happen. There's still time for it to to be fixed again. You know let's not not get carried away, um, and uh, you know ho- hopefully it will be. But when you couple that with with some some really disappointing performances and, and results at the start of this campaign. Um, it's it's really blown up in our faces, hasn't it? it? It's a horrible. It's been a horrible start to the season. But coupled with that expectation levels, it's really come to a head really early in the campaign. Uh, yeah, of course. I think we've. I mean, if you go back to the Sheffield Wednesday game, we didn't really create a lot. But then you're sitting there thinking. You know, well, Sheffield Wednesday are top now, aren't they? They've won every game apart from drawing against us. You're looking at it going, OK, didn't create too much. I think we didn't have, you know, we had a couple of little bit of flurries. Didn't get a shot on target, I don't think. But you're thinking, OK, it's gonna, they're a good side. OK, so that's the benchmark. Um, and I wasn't really that concerned. But then when you're playing the likes of, 
you know, no disrespect to, you know, Oxford would be up there, but MK Dons and, you know, you're still expecting to have a go a little bit. We just look like, a, we don't look cohesive. We look, we look imbalanced, unbalanced rather. We just don't look like we're going to do anything. And I just think like you said about the Thomas thing, he probably thought, you know, back in May that we'd give a go at it. And I think there's probably only two ways, that's the, or there's a couple of ways that that's probably happened. Either one, that he said that with the intentions that he is, and with the players they've gone to try and get early doors, they're so like they're so adventurous that, and they've not come off. We're sitting there scratching our heads going, well, we've, we can't do plan A or plan B or plan C, so we've got to scratch around now. Or he's looked at it and gone, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this expensive. But again, I don't know. But there's it, going to be something there. Or the, the positive, whatever, if we're going to put, bring a positivity to it, it's all these big signings, all these... You know, these signings that everyone's wanting is are going to be at the end of the window. So your big low knees or there's another Charlie Kirk signing along the way and that. But, I mean, on the on the face of it, looking at it, we're probably more than two or three away, you know. Because there's a couple of people in there that are probably starting that you're thinking, I can't really see him starting that much because we ain't really going to be pulling up any trees. So he's got he's got a lot of work to do. Um, and in terms of the frustration, yeah, I understand um, as much as everyone. You know, everyone's frustrated and and upset. I just don't. I, I mean, personally, I don't agree with the. Um, I mean, the booing. Yeah, you crack on. But the, the, the fit to wear the shirt. I only really put that to people or players where um, where you just don't try or you can't be bothered. Similar like the Huddersfield away or that Colchester FA Cup game. Um, just games like that where you they're not literally trying and I, and I don't I know it riles people up when um Nigel comes out and says you know they tried RG he's he's going to say that and he? he's not going to come out and go yeah we were rubbish and no one even tried putting a you know do like Nigel Clough done yesterday when he blamed his right back or whatever not putting a tackling because it was his mate or whatever but he's not going to say that um but they're not being rubbish on purpose they are trying we're just not good enough at the moment and I'm not saying that that's going to stay that way I think we will improve and I think we will get better but I think when he because he set the bar back then going we're going to blow this water out the league out the water or whatever the quote was um, he's going to have to sit there and go well you know I've got I've, I've said that so I've got to back it up now so um, I suppose time will tell but you know in what nine days time or whenever the window shuts um, on who we bring in yeah words matter don't they Lewis I think um you know the the excitement that, that that Thomas brought to the club, and um, I, I think one I think one thing that we should be clear about though is that I mean, we're, we're obviously talking about the ownership and the and, and the club and and the players and and the size of the squad. We're not talking about them in the same term that we've talked about different owners in terms of like Roland du Chatelet or obviously ESI. I mean, this is not the same thing. Okay, this is not an uh, existential crisis. The club the club could disappear. An owner is completely disinterested. This is this is a new owner who's. You know, who's still finding his feet, and will still need to learn a little bit about how to do things. I mean, we we need to, we need to make clear that I don't think I, I honestly I think I saw a thread on one on one forum about people starting protests. I don't. We're, this is not this is not that. Okay, this is an owner who's still who's still getting his feet under the table and still needs to learn how things work. And I'm sure we'll learn how to things work how things work. It doesn't mean we can't obviously say, well, this isn't quite right. This is what we'd like to see put right. This has riled up the crowd. But obviously, like as I say, what what, what Thomas has said does matter. Um, and what will happen on the pitch and, and, and the squad that he builds together will, will, will matter as well, you know, and, and his heart is in the right place as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't think it's, um, 
I don't, I don't think he's he, he's the wrong man for the club or anything like that. But at the same time, there, there are still clearly things that he needs to work on, and, and and that squad and how he sends a message to the fans as to how what sort of squad we're going to put together is important. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, Thomas has come in and he's enthusiastic. You know, he's a he's a character, a very likeable character. You know, he's he's bought into the club. He is invested personally with it. You know, you see him on social media. He's active on there. He's, I know he's written the song, whatever people make of it and things like that. You know, he is... He is invested himself in this. And when you look back at Roland and ESI, you couldn't say that about them. So I, I don't think you can put them in the same sentence. I think the the main issue, as you say, is that, you know, at the end of the season last year, when Hull were lifting the trophy at the Valley, the comments of that'll be us next season and we're going to blow the league apart, etc. And at the moment, the investment that we've seen, yes, we've seen players come in and we've seen money spent and that's great, but the volume of players that have come in have been disappointing. And I think I've said it before that season after season under those ownerships, we were always off it at the start of the season. We were never able to to fully recruit a side in a pre-season, have a full pre-season or at least a decent pre-season with a squad and then go into the campaign fully prepared. You know, we had it the League One campaign, we got promoted. When we went up to Sunderland with that with that side, we, I think we spoke about that the other week with Mark. Uh, we had it when we went in the championship. We went up to Blackburn where we couldn't even name a full bench, and we had a, a side that was was underinvested again. And that was one of the biggest frustrations for me at the time. And going into this season, I felt that we would avoid that situation, but we find ourselves in it again for whatever reason. So you're right. I think the expectations have been raised. You know, Thomas coming in and being this owner that's invested and interested and loves the club is so different to what we're used to over the last decade that maybe you know, our expectations have risen and at the moment we're not seeing the results of it. And like I say, there's a lot of work to be done. The window's not closed yet. And by any means, we're, we're not the finished article right now. I'll, I'll judge us when we've, on the business we do at the end of the window. But at the moment, I think, you know, fans are entitled to to be upset. But like Nave said as well, I think, you know, it's not that the players aren't trying. I think the whole, you're not fit to wear the shirt after after the four games is a tad premature. Um, if, you know, the players have been brought in to do a job, and if they're, not, if they're having a bad time and they can't be taken out for a like-for-like replacement because there isn't one, that's not really the player's fault. So, yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've got a lot of work to do um, to turn this around. But I think the frustrations, you know, it, it's it's understandable, but we kind of need to just see where we are at the end of August. Yeah, and and, and as I've already mentioned, I kind of think that the, the fan reaction is something that the club have, have, have brought upon themselves by setting the expectations so high with, with what has been said. Now, Nathan, uh, uh, why, aren't we, why aren't we creating chances, especially at home? Now, we've gone two home games in the league. We've had one shot on target over those two home games. That came yesterday, and none of us know which one it was because we think it was when Ryan Innes headed back across because according to who scored, he was the one who had the, the shot on target. So effectively, we've had no shots on target because that wasn't an effort on goal. Why why aren't we creating chances? I'm look, I'm looking at the again. I mean, maybe it's something we get too tied down in. But the three outfield players who touched the ball the least for the Addicts yesterday, excluding subs, Jaden Stockley, Dylan Jaisimi, and Charlie Kirk, the front three. Why aren't we feeding those? Why aren't we creating chances? Um, well, this is the million dollar question. I think, um, and I think that's, I think this is probably the main thing which is causing. You know, I could be wrong, but was, which is causing a lot of the frustration and. And rightly so. Because I think if you're creating chances, you know, and you're not taking them, 
Um, similar to Albi in the first game, you go, you know what? You're getting in the right places, it's going to come. Right, it will come. But we're going into games where we're just going, like yesterday, I just couldn't see a scoring. And, that, you know, you're saying those front three never touched the ball, but them three are the most influential players that we've got. So why aren't we getting these people on the ball? For me, the biggest problem is the lack of movement, right? So if you look at Will Keane, their number 10, who in theory, your number 10 should either create goals or score goals, right? He was dropping, he was causing a problem. Um, there was runners beyond White, there was runners from deep. Um, they're moving the ball, there was triangles. When we get the ball, we're so static. You have our back four, you'll have Dobbo, and then you had um, Ben Watson yesterday. As soon as that goes, even if you do go long and you do try and get it to DJ or Charlie or Jaden. Who's going to run beyond Jaden? It's not going to be Albie. Albie doesn't do those runs, hence why he should play deep. Ben Watson ain't going to do it. Dobbs, Dobbo ain't going to run all those what, 50, 60, 70 yards to do it. So who have we got? The only person that we can probably do is Gilby, but he's not fit. And I think the reason is we're not getting players in and around Stockley, which, you know, I don't agree with going long with Stockley every time, like I've said, all along, because it makes us one-dimensional. Um, but we just seem so predictable. If I was another team, all you would say against Charlton, home or away, is you go, right, I'll tell you what, spread out in terms of your back four, spread out, stop the crosses, because they're not going to come through, Charlton ain't going to come through you in the middle. What's Stockley going to do? Because all that happens, we'll go, right, we'll go long Stockley, and then when he's on, just on the edge of, you know, halfway in our half or whatever, it's like we go, right, go on then Stockley. Go and chest it up and do, you know, back, you know, do a bicycle kick for me halfway. Like, do you know what I mean? There's like no, there's no in and around them. There's no invention. Um, but listen, you know, it's it's the, I ain't gonna say it's depressing, it's ain't that bad. It's it's negative at the moment. Of course it is, but I think it will get better. Um, I think there's a lot of players that we just seem a bit out of sorts. We don't really. There's a lot of players that don't really know what to do. Like when we're in possession of the ball, we just look flat which is like oh you know what do we do so all we do is go long stockley or clip it and then you clip it you go go on dj and charlie get on the ball but there was a couple of times i think there was charlie got on the ball you know that rare you know that rare rare occurrence where you know he was one-on-one and we try and get something yeah it didn't come off but they're the sort of times we need but we haven't got that the connectivity between stockley and the dj and charlie and our midfield three so in my opinion i think our problem is not the front three, it's the middle three. I just don't think we're balanced enough. I don't think it's cohesive enough in that middle three of who knows what to do. Um, so I think that's the problem. So I do think we need someone who's a lot more confident on the ball or someone who can drive with the ball um, from midfield and defence, which Ben and Dobbo ain't going to do. And Albie's not really a driver. He's not a driver. He's a you know he's a passer. He's a technical player. So I'm not sure I he's old enough to have his driver's license yet. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. But that, I think, in my opinion, that's where we lack scoring because yeah. we know Jaden can score. Yeah, we know Charlie can score, and we know DJ, D- and we know DJ can as well. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what I mean? So it's not like we don't have goal scorers. Yeah, and we we know that DJ scorers, and Charlie have ability as well, and and, and it's getting yeah. them the ball that's the problem. That, exactly. So you can only score a goal if you get the ball, right? You're only a good striker if you, with the service that you get. So it's for me, it's that midfield area that we've really got to improve on, which I think we will. I think we will. But um, I think that's the problem so far. Mm, and obviously at the other end, um, you know, the, the clean sheet target, we're still 24 away from where we need to be. Um, 42 games left to go. So we need a, what, is that more than more than half of our games now have to be clean sheets already? Um, I mean the the, the goal uh, it crossed towards the far post. It was a good header. 
uh, to be fair, from from the Wigan captain. And then uh, obviously the second one, we got we got ripped apart. I think we were pushing up for an equaliser. We did get ripped apart a little bit too easily by one ball. But it's just a shame that, you know, I think we conceded a lot of chances yesterday, in particular in the first half, Lewis. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, like I said earlier, if it wasn't for, for McGilvery and his performance yesterday, we could have been sort of two or three down before half time. And we saw them hit the bar early on, which quite how he missed it, I don't know. Obviously, a few really good saves from Craig. So they they were creating it. And that's the that's the problem. Like like Nave says, we just don't have that ability to. Like we, We've got probably the most dangerous centre forward in the division. And he's up there on his own, you know, unable to. We're not, we're not using him. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like you know, the, what did he have yesterday? Nineteen touches. They, they were probably all from from long balls of him trying to knock it on to someone, and there being nobody there. So, yeah, I mean, everything really yesterday. It's it was just there were spells where I thought we looked like we might have been able to nick something, but very rare ones. Um, the goal was was disappointing in the second half. I think was it Blackett Taylor that lost his man. Um, for Derek Wood to score late on and then your heads drop the crowd turned straight away was it 0-0 up to 87 minutes the, the crowd turned as soon as that goal went in and obviously with uh, with James McLean chipping in at the end as well with a goal um, I don't think McGilvery deserved to not get a clean sheet yesterday with his performance but you're only as good as the players in front of you and I think he was he was let down yesterday by his defence if I'm honest yeah, I was really pleased actually with uh, with Craig McGivray yesterday, and uh, yeah, ho- hopefully that'll be the the, the kickstart to his career. Not that he was completely not that he started that badly. He just had a couple of moments. I think he would have felt he could have done better with. But yeah, three or four excellent saves yesterday from the addict stopper. Right, let's hear from the Charlton manager then, Nigel Adkins. I spoke to him after the game against Wigan to find out what he made of it. In the end, competitive game. Um, you know, from my point of view, obviously the goal that we've got to concede is right at the end. I thought we were knocking on the door. We were. We were pushing, but without working their goalkeeper enough, it's fair to say. You know, Charlie had a you know, really good debut for us, and a, that was the one opportunity. Sometimes need that little bit of the rub of the green that didn't happen. I thought Mac played uh, well in goal for us. He made some good saves in the first half, so that's fair to say. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a competitive game. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the outcome that we were after. Can't fault the efforts of the players, the hard working, um, but we need to control the ball better, we need to build better. Um, you know, we're trying to get the ball in the attacking third of the pitch, and we certainly need to to work the goalkeeper more. Obviously, that momentum again at the start of the season we're talking about is now now four without a win. It was a start I don't think anyone saw coming, no. um, and one you'd be eager to turn around as soon as possible. Yeah, we've got to. We've got to. We've got to get ready for the next game. Obviously, we've got a transfer window that's still open for a bit longer. Everybody knows we've been trying to bring more players in. We need to bring more players in, um, but we'll concentrate on the players that we've got. They work hard. But we need to, all of us need to just um, keep going and do a bit more because obviously we've not got the results that we've been after, but we've had spells where we've done really well. But unfortunately, like I look at the goal, you know, it's a goal kick. We've not won the first ball, we've gone out wide, it's, it's been crossed in, so we've not stopped the cross and we've not defended it when it's gone in there. And that's only about 87th, 88th minute and that effectively loses the game. You know, we've gone, we've tried to be really positive in our outlook. Um, DJ's done great for now. We knew we could probably last 45 minutes, maybe not longer than that, so he's out there. We've introduced Corey, who we signed just before the, the deadline for today's game yesterday, and we can all see that he's got uh, attributes there. Charlie Kirk's done great, and I've tried to be bold in putting Connor Washington up there, you know, and uh, see if we can force the issue to go and win the game. Unfortunately, we've gone and lost it. You mentioned about the recruitment and, of course, how you would have loved to have had the squad together for the start of pre-season. That's not been the case. Do you think that has played a part in, in the poor start to the season? 
Well, listen, the, the, the reality is we haven't got the points we've, we've been after. The reality is we've in spells done really, really well. But we're all judged on on, uh, on results. Now, because of where we are, obviously, confidence will now start to be questioned. And what we've got to do is make sure that we lift the players up again and keep them going because it's, um, uh, it's the next performance we've got to go and get right. You need to get the fans on side as well. Obviously, there's a, a bit of restlessness. Obviously, there's... there's people who will clap you off as well. But there was a bit of restlessness in the stadium at full time. Listen, that's totally understandable. You know, I can I can understand that. They were great. I mean, we had the, the place was bouncing at times again today because that was because we were in descendancy, doing well. Uh, and the crowd were right behind the players. You know, but they saved it to the final whistle. And that's if you are going to show your descent, you do it at the final whistle. But for the rest of the game, they've got right behind the players. And, um, you know, none of us want to be in a position that we're in this moment in time in respect of not winning, not winning the amount of games that we wanted to go and do. But you can't fault the efforts of the players. They're working really, really hard. And like all of us have probably been in a situation where things are going against you. It's how you stick together and help everybody through. And the fans were great today during the game. That's when they, that's when they need to be. And at the end of the game, you know, they are, they are entitled because this is a big football club. And we're, we're here and our, our ambitions are high. And we're striving to, to win games of football. We're striving to put performances on. We're striving to make sure it's, a, it's an entertaining afternoon for everybody. Um, so I can totally understand that, as long as it's all done in the, in, the, in the right manner. And as I said, the supporters got right behind the players throughout the game. So you cannot fault that. You mentioned Corey coming in this week. Um, obviously, you looked at him for, for a couple of weeks at the training ground. What, what can Charlton fans expect from him? Obviously, saw a flash of, it, of, of him today. You see, little, you see little flashes in there in training. He's... He's been able to play on the right and the left, use his right foot really well and deliver some good balls, use his left foot and deliver some good balls. He's been in and around, like for example, the finishing session, small side of games. He's had an array of finishing, you know, little dinks, little side foot passes, headers. So he's got some talent in there, you know, and obviously uh, as a player, he's just new into it. And he's obviously got attributes to play out in a wide position as well. Um, you know, pace is always a big thing. And when we look at, I thought DJ does really well for us. We've got Charlie Kirk and thought he's had a real good game for us. He's going to be really exciting for the supporters to go and watch over the next four years. We've got to make sure we give him the ball because he's a, he's a massive talent. And again, when we talk about Charles Claydon with massive pace, uh, and we talk about Corey Blacker-Taylor today, he's come in on a short-term deal and he's got attributes I'm sure we can uh, we can all look forward to seeing. Because you, yeah, you've mentioned not working the goalkeeper enough. I mean, there's plenty of attacking talent who's come in now. Is it a case of getting them the ball more and, and seeing what they can yeah, do? That's, that's the big thing. You know, can we control it? You know, the game is there. You've highlighted it was a competitive game. So you've got to win them one-on-one duels. You know, you've got to win. And again, both, both teams have got... Uh, wanting to try and stop the opposition playing out but as soon as it's there both teams have got a focal point up front so they can knock the ball forward sometimes the midfield then gets stretched and it's difficult for them to to land on second balls and whatever but once you do land on that and once you have got it you know you're looking to be really good in possession of the football to create things then just finally for me you mentioned Craig's performance and um, I think you know obviously came really highly regarded and, and I think that's probably the best we've seen him in chance has made two or three excellent saves today yeah well he's not had that many saves to make so far so that shows where it all is but today he's uh, he's defended his goal very well and made some really good saves you mentioned there obviously a need to lift the players after that does that become harder with, with each passing game in a winless run and particularly there I suppose some of the players are probably hurt at some of the chances of you're not fit to wear the shirt towards the end? Well, listen, it's, it's one of them. It's, it's how you then pick it all up. That's where you, the experience comes through. And obviously, it's start again. That's what you've got to go and do. And, uh, and what we do is we'll debrief this game, as we always do, and see the lessons we can learn from it and how we can improve. 
uh, and things that we could have done better, we need to, to go and work on that then. And things we want to try and achieve, we go and work on it and we analyse it. And then you've got to be able to put it to bed and move on. And we use the analogy, I've used it for many, many years. I took it from Tiger Woods where, um, it's a golf analogy if you like, where you, you, you have your golf shot, you look at the golf shot, you see how it's gone. And then you take two or three steps and that game is then parked for another, that shot is then parked and your focus is on then the pre-shot that he's got for the next. And we've got to get ourselves ready, go and learn the lessons and we've got to move on and get ready for the next game because confidence can quite easily wane. I think everybody in this room um, has had times when things haven't gone your way. Well, it's how you build that resilience, how you make sure that you support your teammates, how you make sure you bring the right habits so that every day when you walk into training, you're doing the right things and you're giving 100% of yourself. And if everybody does that, then collectively we've got a better opportunity and everyone's doing it for the team. We've got a better opportunity of, of putting ourselves in a position to get, get the right performance and win a game of football. Roger, do you think with the results, is this going to maybe quicken some of the transfer deals? Because, as you say, you wanted players in at the start. With the results as they are, do you think it will speed the process up a bit? Well, the, I, I, exactly what you're saying there, but the process is, I think we've got 10 days left, have we? Something like that. It's yeah. um, day. So there's been things going on behind the scenes, mm. and uh, we've got to make sure that we, you know, the budget that will, that's being worked to, we can utilise as best as we can to uh, obviously help the group. Because we've got an honest, hard-working group. And you know the feeling at this moment. We're all feeling at the moment because the results are not what we want. And you know we've had spells of good performance, but not enough. And we've been punished with some goals. So um, we've got to help the group. It's a, it's a young group with a couple of good senior players in there. But we need to help the group because um, that's important. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Into the box, looking for Stockley, he gets it in, and there's the opening goal. Jordan scored a delivery, absolutely perfect from Albie Morgan. Picks out Stockley, who rose first and flicked it past Fisher for the opening goal. Yeah, and that is a very, very difficult ball to defend if you're a centre half. I know you want to look at it from Stockley's point of view. He was aggressive. He got above the centre half. He pinned him so he couldn't make a jump and attack the ball. And then once you've done that, it's just a case of getting contact onto the, the football itself and directed towards goal. He did that. We find ourselves one in front, but a delightful delivery from Albie Morgan. 
Welcome back. This is Charlton Live. We're looking back at the defeat against Wigan uh, in a very unhappy valley. Um, just heard there from, from Nigel Adkins before the break. Nath, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit sorry for Nigel. You know, he's, uh, he's talking about the, the need for players. Um, is there anything you'd, you'd look at Nigel and say you'd like him for him to do differently with what he's got currently? Um, in terms of uh, player recruitment, probably not because it's not... It's probably not. I know he's part of the the team, so as it were, you know, together everyone achieves more. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, he's part of that, and I think they probably are doing what they can to try and bring someone in. But Hawley's job is really is to the players he's got is trying to get the best out of them and try and win football matches. And then it's down to Roddy and Gallen and Thomas, I would imagine, to get those deals over the line. So I do feel sorry for him a little bit because let's let's get it right. It's not like he's. You know he's he's come and he's not rubbish. He's not rubbish manager. He's come out of this league before. He had it with Scunthorpe where he started really badly, um, and they ended up winning it or going up. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't apportion any of the blame to him. The only if I did have one criticism is if we could try and change it a little bit in terms of tactically. But again, you look at the bench. It's like I just don't know where you, what's going to happen. I mean, for me, I would like as a number ten yesterday. And if you looked at Charlie yesterday, I, I would have put him in that 10. Charlie could do so much better in that 10 row. I know he'll probably predominantly play on that left, but maybe put him as a 10 and go to a 4-4-2 diamond and put Josh Davison or Washington up with Stockley. I know he did try that, but then he left two really lightweight central midfielders in LB and Ben and took Dobbo off and they actually cut us apart, which was a great ball, by the way, by Humphreys. Um but yeah, that's the only criticism I've had of, have of Nigel is just like maybe just try and be a little bit more positive. Um, but listen, he can only work with what he's got. Um, so that's why I just really hope, I think the next, what, nine, ten days are going to be so crucial because they, they need to be good players. Mm. And, and I think he knows that. He's not stupid, yeah. you know. Lewis, I mean, do you think he feels let down? I did ask him if he if he thought that the, the slow recruitment or that, you know, the fact that the recruitment hasn't happened to the extent that he'd like so far will play a part in what's happened so far at the start of the season, the poor start. Do you think he'll feel let down? I mean, is that is that taking it too far? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because... As Nave said, he, he's part of this transfer committee, you know, or recruitment committee, whatever it is, with Steve Gallen, Jed Roddy, and Thomas. So, he, I don't, I don't know where we're missing out. Whether it's on wages, we don't want to pay the wages. I think he came out uh, in his in his presser in the week, or when he had an, an update with Rich about transfers, saying we'd lost out on a few targets to Wigan. So you assume that they're they're paying better wages than we are. Maybe we're missing out in that side of it. The the thing for me is uh, the priority positions. I, I mean, left back has been a problem since the start of the season. And I know Gunter's filled in over there, but it, it's pretty obvious that we're lacking on that side. Like, you know, we always it's always good to have a backup on each side. Maybe there were positions we wanted to get in before that. But I think given that Perrington's been out, he might be back running now, but it's going to take him a little while to get up to speed. Do we prioritise getting a left back in now? Or, or you know, it's it's so difficult because it it was such a not not a massive rebuild, but we obviously needed investment because we lost players last season, loans that went back, and the likes of Chucks and Ek. Who I mean, the amount of points we must have collected last season because of an Ek's goals, like we we haven't replaced that. You know, we're we're looking at the bench, and like Nave says, there's no one there to to change the system up. So I mean, it's difficult with Nigel. He'd never give away that he he'd been let down would he but 
I think that he he has, he's entitled to feel that way. I think because he came in obviously last year when when Bo left and did a fairly decent job. You know, we we missed out on the on the top six. We were just shy of it in the end. And that rebuild in the summer, he had, he had Amos that he he wanted to keep that chose to go elsewhere. He had an EK that chose to go elsewhere as well. But it it's difficult. I think there there have been issues that have been out of his control. But I think he. I think he should feel a little bit let down because, as we say, the expectations from the club to the fans were up there. You don't know what those expectations were were like when they were put to Nigel as well when he took the job. So he'd never give it away, but I think he's entitled to feel let down at the moment. Yeah, mm, yeah. right. Let's have a look at some of the messages that have come in. Don't forget, we've got our views from the fans bar feature coming up shortly and some emails. But let's have a look at the tweets first. Des said uh, this week's Charlton Live is going to be a great listen. Uh, more games played this season so far than shots on target. We have had bad starts to the season, but clearly something has gone very wrong. Uh, we won't get the players on loan that required uh, and needed. Bob says, uh, a strange thing to say, but I actually thought we played better uh, yesterday. That's Bob Liscombe. Cheers, Bob. Um, yeah, uh, Man in Pants uh, says awful and left with a feeling that finding uh, decent signings will be like trying to find a six-pack of Lural was back in March 2020. We'll end up with the same pro- possible outcome, poo all over the place. Uh, well, ho- hopefully it won't quite go that far. Uh, Charlton Exile uh, says, obviously a very disappointing start to the campaign. Too many of the players just don't have the required quality. And in my opinion, the tactics suck too. Both the owner and the manager raised our expectations for this season and they should be embarrassed about that. Come on, uh, you read. Sadasi says, uh, when Mr. Sangard said we were going to blow this league out of the water, I didn't realise what he actually meant, that we were going to fart in the bath of League One. Uh, that was a beautiful way of putting it. Uh, Mark says, a turgid, an improvement is needed, but we will uh, stick uh, together. Slim Pickens says, there's a lot of missing pieces from the Charlton Jigsaw puzzle at the moment. Creativity, skill and experience being just free. The last knockings of the window and loans are going to be vital if we're going to make any waves this season. We have to trust uh, Nigel. Big Tone uh, says it goes to show how well that Lee Bowyer did uh, putting a team together that could play football week in, week out. Not always great, but we always put in 100% and look like scoring. This team uh, looks devoid of uh, any ideas going forward. Uh, we haven't really tested the goalkeeper as much as we'd like to at all. Uh, that's Big Tone. Uh, London Inagiza says he yeah, wouldn't have liked to have been the person after to go into the bar after. But well, we're going to hear uh, those uh, reports soon. Uh, from uh, from when Lewis and Benji went to speak to fans in the fans bar. Reese says no club gets relegated in August, but when a team is averaging one shot on target a game, something is seriously wrong. The early days, of course, but we look like we need reinforcements to stay in the division rather than get promoted uh, from it. James said we're desperately missing quality in midfield to link the play and help distribute faster to DJ and Kirk. Wigan deserved all the points and we look toothless up front. Performance of McGilvery was the only plus point. I can't see us improving in the short term without new signings. Dave says it just showed the lack of squad and quality in the squad. I mean, I know we're not scoring. That happens. The worrying thing, though, is that we're not creating chances. Matt says there's clearly pieces missing for this squad. And yesterday showed that right now we're miles away from where we should be, uh, perhaps. I don't expect us to blow the league out of the water, but I expect performances uh, like yesterday aren't good enough. We need to bring in numbers and soon. Phil says, I don't understand why we let Ash go on loan to Ross County uh, when he's only sitting on the bench. He should be our backup uh, unless he goes on loan to get match time and experience. He's definitely good enough. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually checked if uh, if he was involved yesterday, but I'll have to uh, have to have a look. I'm guessing he was on the bench based on, on, what, uh, on what Phil said there. 
Uh, Dan says, uh, we're missing so many game-changing players. We need a minimum of five that can walk straight into the first team and change the game. Adkins hasn't got a plan B to change to as well, uh, and we're lacking in players. Uh, biggest nine days to go, or League Two is a real possibility. Uh, Martin says, is it a job for the fans liaison officer to get some transparency from the club as to what is going on? We were promised a new dawn and it's yet to materialise. Well, I guess um, the fan liaison officer did have that chat with Thomas and actually did ask some pretty probing questions, asked him to clarify, you know, the, uh, the, the, the statement about blowing the league out of the water a few weeks ago. So it's not like she hasn't asked a question. Tim says, uh, first hour was much better than Tuesday with Watson linking the back four to the rest of the team but it's still not quick, creative enough for us to make chances. We still look shaky in defence all day. Um, Corey Blackett-Taylor looks like a desperation by signings and a change of tactics are needed. I mean, yeah, Nathan, Corey Blackett-Taylor off uh, off the bench for the first time yesterday. What did you make of him? Uh, uh, it looked a bit rusty for me. Um, I think you've got... Um, he's a he's a big lad. He's uh, a physical lad. Um, I, think he's, I think he could be a good... A squad player as a you know to to challenge you know DJ. I think it's it's pretty obvious that, that you know Nigel's going to start Charlie and uh, DJ if if they're both fit. Um, but it's an option that you know we've we've got someone with pace who's direct who can you know who's not afraid to run with the ball. Um, or, or, you know bringing them on for twenty minutes to go or something like that. So oh yeah, I think I think it'll be a good option. Um, I think once he settles in, he's only got a five month contract, which I think can only speak volumes in terms of what it's expected of him. Um, it's a chance for him to try and prove himself and earn a, earn a longer contract. So I think it's quite a smart bit of business um, from the club on that side of things. But he didn't really... I mean, he had a cut, he had a little one little run and sort of got his feet caught up in between himself and he, you know, he just ran into trouble really. But yeah, it's, it's, you can't really affect the game on your own because he's isolated. Yeah. He didn't have any support. We don't, a- we're not... He's a body in the building, I guess, is what we need yeah, at the well, moment. Yeah, and I think for him, I think it's something like that, the way that he would work, is if you had an overlapping fullback, that's going to create a lot more space for him. Um, and he seems to be a player who likes to drive with the ball. He's probably not one for all the trickery like a DJ, but he's someone who's really direct. Um, so I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's an okay signing. You know, he's not going to be a regular starter, but yeah, it's another body in the building and it's, and it's pace, which we desperately lack. Right, Steve says, if there's one positive to take at Charlton right now is that we're discussing tactics, player performances and potential signings not long ago due to a few crooks and chances. It's felt as though there was a real possibility we wouldn't be having uh, these conversations. Yeah, that is a good point, Steve. Um, it does sort of... Um, it does sort of uh, add a little bit of context to the discussions we are having, but there are discussions that need to be had. Uh, and, uh, well, this is a discussion that, that Benji and Lewis had for us with a few fans uh, in the fans bar yesterday. Obviously, uh, it's a new feature we've been doing this season. Uh, we're sending the boys out into the uh, the, the pubs and, and the stadiums at home and away to get fans' views aired on the podcast. And this is our views from the fans bar from the defeat against Wigan. I think we started off all right, and then we had a few spells where we actually looked like we could have made something of it but we just don't take our chances we didn't create anything and our whole game plan is just hoofing it to Jaden Stockley and he's not getting the support he needs up front what can they do to change it at the moment there's no one there is there you can say we'll bring someone else in there's no one to bring in and I'm not I don't know who to blame either it's just dismal I'm actually glad that Wigan scored because if that had come out nil-nil that was papering over the cracks in fairness, Wigan were the better side today. We are offered nothing going forward. Really not happy. Um, 
normally as I was just saying to the girls I'm normally quite positive but that I cannot take anything from it I cannot take anything from it at all we had nothing going forward we didn't do anything for me to take any credit disappointed I'm massively disappointed and you know a lot of that comes back down to the owner's comments towards the end of the season when he said we're going to blow the league out of the water take that aside I don't think many Charlton fans would really be grumbling because you know as a Charlton fan over the years you know we always set our bar low um, and you know you just go along for the ride but you know by him making that statement we're expecting him to go out and buy five ten players of really high calibre and Obviously, that hasn't happened, and you know we're playing Chris Gunter at left back, and he he can't kick the ball with his left foot. Ben Watson, I actually thought um, he done a great a great job today to to get through the game, but I just think Alfie Morgan and uh, George Dobson are just not 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 the, the players we need in that area. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think we need to, something better in there, a bit more creativity, and then also Jaden Stockley needs help up front. I mean, um, yeah. And if it wasn't for the keeper, uh, Givory would, would have lost by five. Uh, I think easy today. Four People keep on saying, bring players in, bring this in. What is out there for us? I don't know. But the players we've got out there, we need to pull their socks up. Something needs to be done seriously. Otherwise, we're in a lot of trouble this year. So I don't a think lot it's of a trouble. Thing. I, I saw we were down by the tunnel and Atkins was getting quite a lot of um, colourful language, and I didn't think that was fair actually. Um, I think it's quite wide of the mark and I think it's quite uh, impromptu and off the cuff and I don't think it's a fair reflection of where we are. I think overall, um, I think Thomas Thomas promised a lot when he took over and I don't think the... uh, I think it's chalk and cheese in terms of what he promised and what we've got on the pitch today is, you know, we haven't got enough senior players to fill the bench and it, it, it doesn't matter how you dress it up or how many... <laughs> without trying to sound flippant how many music singles you release but we haven't got enough senior players to fill the I think today's game was absolute rubbish it was a very poor performance but every cloud has a silver lining I believe we've got one full week to get in I think it's a maximum of four decent loans maybe one or two permanent signings Mr Sandegard knows that he needs it after watching the last three games he will definitely know we need distance and I believe he will work on that and I do believe he'll come up with the goods and get us to do distance signings. Lewis, I bet you enjoyed doing that. Yeah, it wasn't easy <laughs> revisiting. It was bad <laughs> enough for the people that I interviewed having to revisit it, let alone me doing it yesterday and today again. But um, yeah, it's a good feature, isn't it? Because you get that immediate reaction, don't you? Sometimes, especially in these positions, you you kind of have like a, a sleep to calm down a bit. But when you when you're getting it hot off the press, you do get some um, you do get some some good views and stuff. But yeah, cheers to everyone that got involved in the fans bar yesterday. Yeah, keep a really good speech, you all. Yeah, keep an eye out next uh, next game as well against Crew, uh, which is a home game as well. So again, either the boys will probably be in the fans bar or in the Oak or somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know on the day and, and keep an eye out for the Charlton Live microphone covers and. Go and give those boys uh, your opinions. Right, other people who've sent in their opinions. We've, still, we've got hundreds of emails, so apologies if uh, if we don't get to yours. Uh, but I'm going to get to as many as possible uh, inside the last few moments of the show. John says, Dear Charlton Life, have, has uh, Thomas got the dough or not? Uh, the money we receive for Doughty and Bond is more than we spent on our current signings. Why are we signing cheapskate players? I mean, some, someone's already mentioned it on the pod, but I think... 
I think it's more down to wages. You know, I think um, the, the the wages that the sides like Wigan and Ipswich are offering are higher than what we're offering because it's not like we haven't spent money on players. You know, Stockley, Kirk, just two you can mention where we spent sizable chunks of money on on players. Um, so it's not like again, it's not like Thomas hasn't put his hand in his pocket to go and spend money on players. It just makes it all the more confusing that we're going to do that and then not back it up with, you know, the, the wages you need to continue to build the squad. It's, it's, I guess you have to try and find that balance, but at the moment we certainly we certainly haven't. I think that's the, the way I see it. Right, Clive uh, says, uh, Dear Louis, thanks for your splendid programme. Cheers, Clive. Uh, Thomas uh, saved our club from the abyss and we're very lucky to have him. However, his naive optimism be, uh, regarding becoming a Premier League club in five years has set the hairs well and truly running. Thomas is surely now seeing that the reality is a much greater challenge than he'd expected. The recruitment that has gone on, presumably within our means, is not, I'm sorry to say, League One top six quality. I've no doubt that those within the recruitment process have been doing the very best. Steve Gallon's a club here. I also suggest that our players uh, we really wanted were beyond our means, especially when it comes to wage demands and have gone to our rivals. This may well be the reason why our recruitment process has been slow. Uh, So many uh, failed negotiations, scratching heads and then looking at second choices. It's essential that the club operates within its and Thomas's means, but sadly this means we probably can't afford the type of player who's going to set this division alight. You may recall that Thomas thought that Ronnie Swartz would be the sort of player that we should aspire to recruit, and perhaps being too good for us, that is telling. Fan expectations were set high by an optimistic owner. This was to be a new age of untrammeled success. We have all, and especially Thomas, been looking through a rose tinted windows perhaps Thomas needs to say that his enthusiasm was a bit over optimistic so we can get our feet placed more squarely on the ground nobody's messed up we have a club full of good people let's get behind them even if it is through gritted teeth yeah I think that's a a, a nice way to end that email Clive and and plenty of good stuff in there thanks for that Chris uh, says uh, my initial uh, analysis on the game was it was rubbish however that's not quite right Uh, we were better than at Milton Keynes and McGilvery showed his class Uh, midfield seems to be a massive problem uh, but our popular opinion alert Watson was good Uh, he got the ball and passed it something we've not been doing the fullbacks are better but still a weak point Uh, the last 15 minutes we seem to run out of steam and ideas I do think the lads lads worked hard uh, despite a poor performance not sure how we can change it up though that's the most worrying thing of all. Carl says, uh, what a difference the couple of weeks has made. I thought we were solid and energetic against Wednesday, although we, I know we, at, uh, we lack creativity. But how has that uh, reversed so quickly? It feels like the energy levels have dropped and the pressing is non-existent. We've been dominated in the middle of the park over the last four games. We talk a lot about identity, but I wonder if we're looking for something that's right in front of us. Should we now realise that we have an identity? It's to play the long ball to Stockley and hope he can do something with it. We did it at the back at at the end of last season and we got results. Uh, We are doing the same this season, but not getting the results. We really miss a leader out there as well. I think it's time for Pierce to stand up. Uh, I know he was at fault for a few goals last season, but I can't see where his, a win is coming from with this setup at the moment. Thomas talked about the team needing our support. Well, that comes from him too. Time to get real squad together this week and add at least four players. Yeah, that was a bit of a uh, slightly surprising mo- uh, 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 the, the, the tweet from, from Thomas after uh, Naif where he said that the, this team need our support. And I think I saw about five million people say, well, you need to support them as well. Yeah, I <laughs> I did see that tweet and it, I was on the train with Tom and I did sort of, you know, it did make, not make me laugh, it was a bit of a, a kick in the gonads really because I thought yesterday's atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable personally. I thought um, I thought the cover there, North End, uh, North End, uh, cover there, North Upper, um, 
And, you know, all around the ground, I thought there was a great atmosphere. I thought we got, everyone got behind the lads, even though we weren't playing particularly great. I think the, the atmosphere was there. It got sour towards the end, as we've already touched on. But, yeah, I wouldn't say that, you know, we're, we're not getting behind them. I think he's just trying to say, let's just stick with them, which we all will. Um, you know, after a game, you know, listening back to the, you know, the fans' views and, and the emails that are coming, which are great. Um, there's obviously a lot of hot air and a lot of frustration, which everyone's feeling. Um but I think yeah, everyone's going to stick stick behind them. I think it's just gonna. I just think it's just a bit frustrating because it's not going the way that we wanted to, you know. And mm. I think spending money's great, but look at Ipswich. It's not like they're blowing the league out of the water either, and they're spending a hell of a lot of money. I know they got some transfer fees in, but they've got big wages in there. Um, but yeah, I think I don't. I didn't think he meant in in a sort of sinister sort of like in a, a little dig because he can't say that because there's. You know, the atmosphere yesterday was unbelievable. Mm, yeah, right. Let's get a few more emails in before we sign off. We're probably going to go slightly over time. But Tony said, uh, the morning after, I still don't feel any better about the performance. The only positive was McGovery. He kept us in uh, in it at nil-nil. I must say, I'm already worried, uh, which I would usually be more relaxed about. It's worrying how we look devoid of ideas and look so thoughtless when we have possession. I would go as far as saying that this is one of the first charm performances I've seen uh, in 36 years. Uh, that's from Tony. Uh, in Elton, cheers, Tony. Phil uh, says, not the result we were looking for, but I really can't understand some of the comments about the team. I felt that we played okay yesterday, admittedly, uh, with very little threat or creativity, but we're definitely holding our own until Nigel took Dobson off. The area we need bodies in the most is midfield, uh, and to take one of our three midfielders off and replace them with an extra forward uh, was not a good move. Forwards are only of value if you get the ball up to them. We rarely uh, got the ball to the wingers, and any ball to Stockley comes from a long ball up the middle. Until we get more creative players in midfield, then we need to get the ball to the wingers uh, earlier. Uh, Duncan says, I've been to all three home games, and I've yet to see a, a shot on goal. It's dire. All the enthusiasm for the new season, a lot of it caused by Thomas's remarks at the end of last season, is evaporating. What a missed opportunity to build on the euphoria of Thomas saving the club and the fans returning to football. I've been waiting to judge the transfer policy until after the transfer window closes, but we are running out of time. I can understand the frustration, but in my opinion, chanting you're not fit to wear the shirt is not the answer. What a load of rubbish would be more apt as the players did try hard. Uh, whatever the reason, our team and squad is not Good enough. Um, Peter says, uh, this, mar this month marks my 50th anniversary of my supporting of this great club. But I can honestly say I've never felt quite so depressed with regards to Charlton than I do now. And that includes relegations, Spivs, ESI and Du Chatelet. I cling to the hope that we bring in some quality uh, before the window closes. Otherwise, we're in for further torment. Well, sorry to hear you feeling like that, Pete. But congratulations on a 50th anniversary of, uh, of uh, putting up with this. <laughs> <coughs> right, excuse me. Uh, Alan says, clearly a number of issues I feel for Stockley. Adkins talks about a pressing game, but that is not Stockley's game. He has no pace and won't run more than 10 yards. We know if we spend 90 minutes getting the ball wide for crosses, he will score. And unlike last season, we have nothing uh, from our fullbacks and wingers in wide positions. If Stockley was in a Wigan shirt yesterday, he would have scored a couple of goals from the amount of crosses that he put into our box. Morgan's not a creative midfielder, but somebody who can carry the ball and press. Uh, which then goes on the recruitment. We're missing a creative midfielder to get the ball wide and attacking fullbacks. We know JFC is out. Shiniesta was let go and Martson was alone. And it shows how much we're missing uh, in those positions. Cheers, Alan. And then Tony says, admittedly, this squad is way off a top six place, but we have an owner who is thoughtful, passionate and ambitious. 
rebuilding from six years of Duchatelet completely destroying our club may take as long again to rebuild. If you've been close to it, you should never forget what he did for us. He stole the valley and his ignorance dismantled every single value we ever stood for. As frustrating as it may be, we need to show patience with Thomas, support him through tough times and give back with empathy what he gave us, our club, back. And that's from uh, that's from Tony. Hi to Jonathan West. Uh, he was there. Uh, showed a, sent us a picture of himself in the crowd. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the game as much as you could yesterday, Jonathan. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, finally, McSquared says, three consecutive defeats, no sign of improvement. Our season is in danger of being derailed before it's even gathered steam. Uh, we now seem neither to be able to defend or score, which is stream- extremely worrying. Stockley is looking totally isolated and there's no support from the midfield. Yeah, I mean, too early to say that we could we could be ruining the season already, Lewis? Yeah, a bit early at the moment. Like I said earlier, we're not the finished article. You know, times are tough at the moment. It is difficult. But let's let's judge it after the window. Let's see how we get on over the next sort of 10 days or so. What bodies we get in. Big game next week against Crew at home. And as Nave said, the fans were amazing on uh, uh, yesterday. So just got to get behind the boys again and, and try and turn this around. But yeah. I, I think we will bounce back. Yeah, I am certainly worried though about what... Um what impact this run at the start of the season will have on the rest of the campaign. Because, I mean, what are we nine points of the playoffs already or nine points off top and seven points off the playoffs, something like that. I, mean, I, I try not to look at the table this early on, but I've just seen that same thing. Oh, okay, well, still 42 games to try and pick that up. So let's hope uh, that we can. Right, we have gone over time on this week's Charlton Live. So thanks to all of you who've got involved uh, with the show, whether it's by tweet or email or by speaking to the boys in the uh, fan bar. Uh, after the game, we'll be back on Thursday to look ahead to the game against Crew. Hopefully, we'll have some signings by then. I think that will that will cheer us up if that if that turns out to be uh, the case. So we look forward to speaking to you again then. Uh, thanks to Lewis and to Nate for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, mate. Cheers, lads. Things can only get better, boys. Yeah, I thought I wrote a song about that once. Yeah, I think if it, <laughs> look at Blackpool last year. I'm just looking at Blackpool. Blackpool started a similar fashion. Look at them. So try and be positive, even though it is a bit pony at the moment. Excellent stuff. <laughs> That's a motto I have always lived by, right? That's <laughs> a wisdom. Yeah. You should write a book, Nave. Right, thanks for listening. I've been Louis Mendes. We'll see you again on Thursday.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.